Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Welcome to the Jordan and Jake podcast with uh, Jordan and Jake, obviously, brought to you by Ortho Carolina, week 15 edition. Jake, as you know, I like to stay off subject, especially when times are tough, which they are right now. So I'm going to open, if you will, with some other topics. How does that sound? That sounds great, Jordan. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to go with the flow with you, buddy. <laughs> uh, I, one thing we haven't discussed, Jake, is that I'm coaching JV basketball. I mean, we've hit on it, but I haven't given you any kind of updates at all. I'm coaching JV ba- boys basketball at my high school. I'm the head coach. Um, we do, you, got a game. do you have, do you have an assistant? Well, that's kind of a sensitive subject. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's funny you ask, uh, Craig Heyman, great guy, uh, more basketball knowledge than I have. He's my assistant. He should be head coach and I should be assistant, but he's a physical therapist oh. and, uh, in a very busy practice. So he misses a lot. I got so, you. It's funny because when he, he's a basketball junkie, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm more of a football guy. Okay. I didn't know but, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm, you, I'm prepared and I'm doing a good job by these kids. But when he shows up at practice, it's like I, I have to like kind of, I'm looking at him the whole time as I'm installing. All right. So here's our rotation on this zone. You know, ball goes to the corner. We got to drop this guy down. And I'm looking back at Coach Heyman like, is that right? Is it my saying? <laughs> Am I saying the right stuff? <laughs> and then when he co signs it, I'm like, yes. I'm doing good. But we're, uh, what are we, Jake? We're four and two right now. We're doing pretty good. Okay. You uh, go man My question us? is this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that, what, well, so what are we playing? I mean, are, are you a man team? You're a zone well, team? You mix it up? Are you a press team? What, what's well, we exactly, got a game. what's your philosophy? We got a game today against uh, LeGrand, so I don't want to say too much on the air. Because okay. you know they're listening. Um, There's no doubt. You know, we're multifaceted. So you go man, we're going motion. Maybe it's five out. Maybe it's four out, one in. Who knows? A lot of pick and roll, a lot of screen away. Okay. Uh, you go zone. Maybe we go high, low post combo. Maybe we go single post combo. Depends on which zone you're running against us. And we can do it all decent. <laughs> okay, do so. you have do you have like a really a stud or should I uh-huh. say how many ball ball handlers do you have? True got, legitimate ball hand handlers. Yeah. Um we're pretty we're pretty talented for a J for a JV team. I will say that. My point guard, Brody, he's he's like a club ball kid. He's like you could put him in ball skills drills against most people and he'd do really well. So no, it's a fun group, Jake. But I'm trying to get him to communicate, man. And this is like it used to drive me nuts with quarterbacks when we would get so we'd be in spring ball or or OTAs or we would be early in camp and we'd have some new young quarterback in that wasn't sure of themselves and their cadence was always white eighty white eighty said I right like so quiet and I would get just pissed especially as I got older like you gotta scream the cadence you know that Jake you were excellent at it I- you everybody has to know. What in the hell is going on? <laughs> I'd get so mad at them because they lack of confidence always lowers your volume, right? Unless you're just Absolutely. a big mouth like me or something, right? Absolutely. Correct. And so I'm always on to communicate. So same thing with my basketball team. I'm like, why would you not scream that a screen is coming to your buddy? Like, 
you're just leaving them out there to get blasted by this big dude on the screen, you know? So I'm trying to get them to communicate and I make them run if they don't communicate. And I'm not even like a big punishment runner guy, but I'm like, guys, this is it. We're done. We're not, no longer playing silent basketball. So that's where we're at right now, but it's fun, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'll send you, well, good. I'll send you some I clips, love, maybe. No, you're not. You're not. You always say that. You never that's send true. any clips, so you're lying. That's true. I do say that. I, I never, well, I never got the video. I never got video of the race with your nephew and none of that. Ah, oh, jeez. You're right. Okay, I'm going to write some notes down right now of what I need to say. It'll be your Christmas present. Race with nephew. Great. Perfect. Foot, football season highlights and then the basketball stuff. Okay, you got it. Um, when I was flipping through Christmas presents for the family, okay, this is nowhere near the era, the area of um, price point for our presents. But I was on like this general men's present news website, right? And um, they had on there, Jake, you Ocean Ocean Gate Expeditions is giving uh, eight people the opportunity to go on a ten day Titanic submarine expedition research mission. Okay, so for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You go for 10 days out in the ocean with the scientists and stuff. And then you get in a little submarine and you go two and a half miles down into the Atlantic Ocean to look at the actual Titanic and measure and like whatever scientists do down there. Okay. Two and a half miles down deep. Well, then that made me think for $250,000, you probably could get to space these days. So it looks like the price point for like SpaceX and Virgin Galactic and all that is like $250,000 to $450,000, depending on which ship you go on. So my question to you, Jake, is are you if someone said, here's $250,000 and you have to spend this on something crazy, are you going down to the Titanic or are you going to the edge of space? Do I have a choice? Yeah, you get a, you only have you, get, have, you have to, to buy a ticket have to. to one or the other. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going. Uh, it, it would it would be space, no question. Okay. So I could go get okay. it over with and come back down. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. I'm scared to death of both. Like, do I want to go to space and fear like that environment or two and a half miles underwater? That's super creepy, Jake. And well, the, that's just a, a little leak. You know, well, the decompression, little... like oh. you know, and then you're just gone. But it would be cool to see it. I can't. It just blows my mind that there's two and a half miles of ocean deep. That's like walking from the stadium to the hospital over on Moorhead, plus plus some. It's way down there. I'm with you though. I'd probably go space. The the floating would be cool. Um, yeah, that would be yeah that would be better. Okay. Um, I have a bit of good news. Okay, let's hear it. So, our very own Kristen Balboni, our wonderful sideline reporter, who um, she hasn't been around the last couple of weeks. Do you know why? Right. I, I do know why and do tell. Yes, she had a healthy baby last week. Uh, and it was John Ashley, Jack Harrell. Mm. And he was born, I think, last Thursday, I believe, at three in the afternoon. And mom and baby are doing great. So a little shout out to Kristen and baby Jack and uh, Mr. Harrell and all the family. So I thought that was awesome. You know, it's always that is awesome. A Christmas, a a Christmas baby. There you go. No, big things for her. Kristen would. She was a little soldier down there too. Sideline reporting, standing at on the verge of birth, giving birth, and just wearing it well, man. 
God love her. So yeah, best of best of wishes to her. And she's probably happy that she didn't have to stand for the last game and watch what happened there, Jake. Do we talk about it? Have yeah, we delayed we have long to, enough? I mean, have we delayed long enough? We, oh, we've delayed wait, about hold 10. on one more. John Coleman, right. uh, dedication yes. of the uh, entry to the stadium. Obviously, every, most people know how we all feel about John Coleman, the longtime uh, ran the desk and was a security position, but he became an ambassador and all that. So awesome to see that. And I was so proud of our teammates, our former teammates that were there to support him. So, you know, and, and, and listen, if this ever was a, a time for some John Coleman, it's this week. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> because say. there was nothing like walking down, you know, rough game, uh, bodies a little sore, uh, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, leading up. And there's John Coleman right when you walk in. And look, you got to put your game face on and, and it, it's better. It better be positive because John Coleman, he was coming with enthusiasm, like right in your face. And a word of encouragement, word of wisdom. I, I'm telling you, I I look forward to that every time. After a win is one thing. That's 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 a whole lot easier. But man, after a tough loss, and especially if you felt like you were a part of the reason you lost, and and certainly, I know that's how I felt a ton. Um, gosh, it was uh, it was always great to walk in and, and have some John Coleman, and uh, I'm so glad. Um, that the Teppers have uh, in the Panther organization have named it John Coleman lobby. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Love it, love did, it. We had a punter named, I think it, Jason Baker was who did this. He, he uh, made notice of the fact that John Coleman never w- would let the other person have the last uh, like farewell words when they were leaving the lobby. So he'd come in and be like, Hey Jordan, what's going on? That's John Coleman, happy and jolly. And, Hey, Mr. Coleman, how you doing? All right, doing good. How's the family? Blah, blah, blah. And then so then when the little conversation's over, it'd be like, okay, John, we'll see you later. All right, then. Goodbye. Okay. All right, have a good one. You too. Like he never, so Baker, the punter, would get into these silent or secret battles where he'd try to have the last word and get out before get out <laughs> the lobby before Mr. Coleman could give you like one more jolly greeting. All right, then. Have a good one. He'd run and like sprint out the door so mr coleman couldn't say like and you as well (laughs) oh my god yeah it was great okay falcons game falcons game here we go that's it 10 minutes of delay 11 Uh, very simple jordan um you can hear my frustration our margin of error is so slim right now and i just think it's almost like we can't we can't have any slip up to be quite honest, you know, Jordan uh, open the game, get the ball and we go down and, and, you know, our first possession offensively and we're able to get a touchdown and, <clears throat> and then they answer along the way. And we had that drive uh, that we started back on our three yard line and uh, we drive and we get right around to the 40 of Atlanta. And it's a great drive. I saw Cam Newton make a play. The, the, the microphones that we have that are set uh, all along the field, you can pick up you know, uh, some, some talking from the mic declaration from the quarterback and, and things like that. And certainly you hear the sounds of the field, but there was one particular play we're lined up and you hear Cam, you know, he's asking Pat Elfline, the play clock's running down. Hey, who's the mic? And Pat pointed out to the right and said the number, it might've been 54. And Cam goes, no, 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 no. Go to 45. He redirected it from the right side to the left side. And sure enough, 
snapped the ball. They brought Deion Jones, number 45. Cam redirected great. We had it picked up. And boom, we hit a corner out to Robbie Anderson. I was so fired up. I was like, man, that's seeing the field. That's really good football right there. And then, gosh, a couple of plays later, we had the pick six um, where they just got us on a blitz. You know, they blitzed and uh, Cam threw it hot. And the, uh, the, in essence, the backside defensive end, he dropped and was kind of playing this rat kind of coverage where they're just in a hole and Cam didn't see him. And unfortunately, they took it to the house. And so... It was just those are the kind of things that is just so crushing to us. Um, and then, again, we, 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 we were able to come back, scored on the first drive of the third quarter. And we, our third quarter production has been extremely um, lacking, to say the least, uh, in Carolina. But we got a touchdown there. And, gosh, Jordan, we just can never get it going. We could just never, never get something going. And, um, you know, it's frustrating. I'll go back to say it. I just Our margin of error is so, so small. Uh, right now and I know we ran it well against them on Halloween day but we had three out of the five offensive linemen were in new positions and you know just not a lot, not enough consistency uh, I think that's the biggest thing and and that's the frustrating part you know because you just you feel it you know these guys are working hard uh, they're battling out there but we just can't get it done Jordan and uh, these are tough times man uh, nobody I know we've said it on here nobody's come and save us <laughs> and I don't think it, I don't think it gets any easier, Jordan. We're going to Buffalo, and I believe this team has lost four straight, if I'm not mistaken. And this was a preseason Super Bowl contender, who is still a really good football team. I think uh, the national audience has, in essence, the last two weeks uh, watched them play against New England on the Monday night game with the crazy wins and New England only throwing it three times and losing that game, and then losing to overtime in Tampa last week on a heartbreaking uh, pass from um, whatever that guy's name is, Brady or something, Thomas Brady. Um, Tommy. Uh, for, Tommy. Oh, yeah, Tommy, yeah. And uh, so we got to go up there. Uh, quarterback Josh Allen uh, rushed for over 100 yards. I think he three, threw for over 300 uh, in a walking boot after the game. Um, it's still early in the week, so we're not quite sure what his status will be. I will be shocked if he is not suited up to play against us, to be quite honest. I have been checking the forecast for the weather uh, mm-hmm. because What's it, it looks Buffalo. Like? It looks like there'll be some snow Saturday, but Sunday it looks like we'll be okay. And it'll be like 36, which, hey, we'll take that in December in Buffalo. So hopefully we can, um, you know, find some answers and, and uh, make Buffalo have a five-game skid. How about that? That sounds good. That was a great synopsis of both last week and the upcoming. I have a couple comments I'd like to address. Um you said how proud you were of Cam when he was talking to Elfline about the mic point, right? Which is I say proud. I just to me, I, I no, just I, I love hearing that. I love seeing that. That's communication. That's okay. Kind of seeing it, you know. And I was hoping that would be like, okay, we're starting to get a a much better grasp of the offense because it is a difficult situation that he's been put in. No, I get it. So that's that's awesome football, and even the best in the business mess that up from time to time. But think about this situation. And I'm not making excuses. This is just the reality. You said Cam Newton to Pat Elfline on a mic point that's being an offense called by Jeff Nixon. Like, how <laughs> far is that from <laughs> when the team was 3-0 and and me and you were like, woo, yeah, Sam Darnold and Joe Brady and <laughs> Matt Paradis. Here we go. We're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. You know, that was like a million years ago when we were all rooting, tooting, excited about things. 
the situation that the Panthers find themselves in that we that we're facing, Jake, a quarterback off the street, which is Cam and has a ton of familiarity in the, being in a Panthers uniform, but he doesn't. He never met Jeff Nixon until a month ago, right? Or Matt, right? <laughs> Elfline, or I mean, what we're having to deal with, and all these guys amongst themselves, and a different play caller, Jake. Would you? I can't overstress how little time these guys have together. And the and the the sad part is, is like, kind of what what are we building? towards you know and that there's so many unknowns there's unknowns with cam you know six months from now there's unknowns with pj there's unknowns with sam darnold there's unknowns with jeff nixon there's un- like there's so much up in the air that this next month jake is just kind of a weird kind of a weird month right like and the, and the schedule's rough like go to Buffalo who's the seventh seed at seven and six, like must win game. And there, even if it's not snowing, it's cold as can be. And that's a rough place to play. Then you got Tom Brady twice and you go to new Orleans, which is horrible to play at. Like this, not a real Merry Christmas for the Carolina Panthers right now. So here's my question. Here's my question or where I want to go with this, Jake, what in the hell do we do? Right? Like what we're, we got to try to win games. You got the two quarterback system. Matt Rule said we're going to try to get PJ some more snaps, but you can see it. Like, are we? What are we? Like, what should we try to get out of these last four games? Because we're the seventh. We're the twelfth seed in the playoffs. Like, you never say never, but it's not looking good. Like, what do we try to get done this next month, Jake? Jordan, I always go back to this. So, and yes, I'm I'm going back years, two thousand and two. Carolina Panthers with John Fox, first year as a head coach, start the season uh, 3-0. And they lose seven or eight straight, from what I remember. Something like that. Yep. And they finished out the season 4-5. and And the reason I know this, because I was in New Orleans, and we were 6-2 and at the bye. We were one of the top teams in the NFC, and we were really, really good really talented, I should say. And we needed to win one out of our last three games to make the playoffs, uh, which we did uh, not do. Mm -hmm. And the Panthers had to come to New Orleans last game of the season with absolutely nothing to play for. Nothing to play for. We're not going to the playoffs. Um, That's it. Fox's first year. That's it. And they beat us 10 to 6. And we needed to win to beat this team to go to the playoffs. And it's like we had nothing to play. It's like we were the team that was going on vacation, that there was nothing on the line. And they were the team that were fighting for a playoff berth. And I just think that last month of that season propelled that football team into what they accomplished the following year. Now, some pieces were added. You were drafted. Um, Deshaun Foster was able to come back. I was able to come on. Uh, Ricky Pro, uh, Stephen Davis, my gosh, you know, and, yeah. and, and numerous others. And then you had Steve Smith going into his third year where he became the, the, the electrifying Steve Smith. We knew him as the specialist guy, I guess you could say, but then he became the Hall of Fame wide receiver. That was the beginning of it, in essence. So I think momentum can carry you. And then I fast forward a couple of years after that, 04, we go to the Super Bowl in 03. We start out one and seven, the 04 season, and it is just brutal. Um, numerous new players, tons of injuries, 
And we won what I think we won six out of our last seven games or six out of eight, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. We were able to make a jump and that propelled us into the offseason. So the following year, we went all the way back to the NFC championship game. So I truly believe, listen, it's steps. And you hear Matt talk about it all the time. Process. You, you, hey, you got to just keep going. And I'm sorry. I know it's easy to say it's hard to do, but that's what we have to do. Yeah, I mean, we've got to go back to work to somehow try to get away. Because let's be honest, teams are going to come ready to play us. But really and truly, they're thinking, oh, this is a win. We're not going to, you know, uh, they might overlook us, to be quite honest, and we can play some type of spoiler. And I think that kind of adds value. That's just my belief. So you're saying to Panther fans listen out there that it's okay. History suggests that it's okay if we do not know exactly who's starting at what at Colin plays for what for next year. We're still building the character of this team. Matt Rule in only his second year, his first year being a COVID year, Phil Snow's defense. Yeah, maybe – Joe Brady was let go. And, and with us missing our recording last week, we should probably hit on that as well. But it, we're still laying the foundation for the brighter days ahead. And you're saying, Panthers, go all in. We're going we're gonna to beat Tom Brady a time or two. We're going to go down and rain on the New Orleans party uh, right there around uh, New Year's Eve. And we're going to have momentum going into the offseason. Is that what we're saying? You have to. Jordan, you have to think that way because, okay, I don't know who the play caller will be next year, whatever, but if you get a win and if you get a win in a, in a, in a tough, gritty December type of fashion where it's a hard fought game and you, and you, and you pull one out in the end and you get a young player that makes a play or, or multiple guys doing what they're supposed to do. They make a play. I mean, that propels you, man, that you, you can draw back on those experience because, and you've had success in, in, in that type of area. I just, okay. I believe that wholeheartedly. Right. I believe that. Okay. Give me your thoughts on the Joe Brady though. This It's old news now and, and we're not, you know, second guessing whatever, but we didn't get to talk about it. So did that surprise you when Joe was let go? You know what? I think it did surprise me. Um, but then again, so the team was off for that whole week during the bye. And what Matt, I believe, did was probably removed himself. Because um, the emotion right after the Miami game, emotion's hard. And the really good head coaches, they try to take that emotion out of it and do what they feel is best for the team. And, you know, Matt gave himself some time. And, you know, when they got back together, I'm assuming it was on Sunday, uh, the week prior of that, before the Atlanta game, uh, he just felt uh, he wanted to change. Um, you know, so you don't like to see that during the season. I, I never had to go through that in my entire career anywhere, to be quite honest, where there was a change of play caller during the course of the season. So I can't say I've ever experienced something like that. And, uh, yes, yeah, sure, it's difficult, but this is big boy business, Jordan. And mm. um, sometimes it's about results. It is about results. Well, I think that you gave me a lot of promise, Jake. I like to play, you know, I've got my own thoughts, obviously, but I like to play the role of the fan, as, as you know, and ask the questions that everybody wants to hear. So you're now I don't have to go out and cry that the, the season's ruined. I'm going to think about all these positive things that you've shared, Jake. Uh, going to Buffalo, though, obvious question, and it's a silly one to ask. Are we going to get some wings while you're up there? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. I, uh, 
I walked in, uh, I talked to a couple of people at the game last week. Um, and it was one of, uh, someone that works in the drum line with the Panthers. We talked before the game, um, and very nice guy and he's from Buffalo and he lives in Charlotte now. And, uh, I said, all right, I'll be there next week wings. And he told me a couple of names of places. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you got to try it. So I plan on, um, you know, if all goes well with the flights, get in plenty enough time on Saturday and maybe get some Buffalo wings, Jordan. There you How go. About that? Don't, don't go based off the sign on the outside. Cause there's going to be dozens that say best wings in Buffalo. Okay. So don't fall into that trap. I'm a big fan of, uh, Trip advisor. Okay, okay so. but how about I use uh, technology and yeah, trip, I text, trip advisor. Yeah, Brandon Bean and then Don Bean. Toner. So Beaner, Bean is Beaner does Bean. it. Okay, go ahead. Brandon Bean, general manager, Buffalo Bills, born and raised in North Carolina, Carolina Panther forever until a few years ago. But ask Bean, and then also ask Don Toner, our longtime equipment manager for the Panthers, born and raised in Buffalo. I, I mean, you would like bad, to think bad intel. something bad intel, oh Jake. Here's why. God, Brandon why? Bean is a general manager in the NFL. How much money does he make? Okay. A lot. A he's lot. not, he's not out beating the pavement, finding best wings in Buffalo. He gets, he either eats takeout or stadium food and it's someone else is deciding that for him. So that's bad. And then Don Toner hasn't lived there in 30 years, Jake. So you're going to go get, what were the best wings 30 years ago? You got, see, that's where you and I, you, you just, there's so much for you to learn, Jake. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> TripAdvisor, how do I know these people on TripAdvisor that are doing these reviews? They not be, they, they're not from South Louisiana. They don't have the same palate that I have from South well, Louisiana. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. No one has the same palate as a South Louisiana guy. All right. Creole, Creole flavoring isn't worldwide uh celebrated like it is down where you're at anyways you go go send me a review i'll send you the footage of all the stuff i promised this season you give me a review of your buffalo wings how's that sound that sounds good that sounds great <laughs> uh jake i enjoyed it you always make me feel good and happy and even when things aren't great for the panthers um last minute shout out to the offensive line they're fighting their butts off ninth different starting lineup Daly had to go from guard to tackle for a play back to guard. We got to see DeAndre Brown for the first time. Those poor guys, man, they deserve one heck of a vacation at the end of this season. They're they're fighting their butts off. But go have some fun. Go have some wings yet to be determined if they're good or not. And I'll talk to you next week, Jake. How's that sound? That sounds great. And uh, have a good week, Jordan. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Ortho.